Hey, if you haven't been following the Music Box series on HBO, you missed DMX, Don't Try to Understand on Thanksgiving Night. You missed Jagged, which is about Alanis Morissette. And you missed Woodstock 99. Coming up this week, Listening to Kenny G, directed by Penny Lane. Very proud of this one. It's Thursday night, 8 p.m., HBO, or you can get it on HBO Max on Thursday night. This episode of the Bill Simmons Podcast is presented by State Farm. If you ever been in an accident, and you're okay, but you know what happened? Your first reaction is going to be, man, why did that happen? If you ever buy a new house or a new car or a new anything, there's this little rush you get when you're like, I did it. I made it happen. But really, the only words you need to remember are, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to help choose the coverage you need. Have coverage options to protect the things you value most. File claim right on the State Farm mobile app and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. This episode is brought to you by Simply Safe. Make this summer the best one yet. Invest in a Simply Safe home security system. I have one. I love it. It's a great way to protect your home when you're not there. Um, you need one, especially during the summer. You know what burglars know? People go away during the summer. That's what happens. So when you're away, you want to make sure your place is protected. You want to make sure that you potentially have little camera things you can watch on your phone to see what, what's happening at your house, at your front door, inside. You deserve some peace of mind. Get it today with Simply Safe. Right now, get 20% off any new Simply Safe system with fast protect monitoring at simplysafe.com slash BS. There's no safe like Simply Safe. We're also brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook as well as the Ringer Podcast Network. Hope you're checking out Plain English with Derek Thompson. We just launched that podcast two weeks ago. Hope you're checking out the Prestige TV podcast as well, covering Yellowstone and Succession and a bunch of other shows this week as well. Coming up, Cousin Sal and I are going to break down another wacky weekend in football that left us with more questions and answers. And then at the tail end, Kevin O'Connor is going to come on. We're going to exchange one NBA trade that we like with one another and see what the reaction will be. That's all next. First, our friends from Pearl Jam. All right, we're taping this uh, almost 8.45 Pacific time on... Sunday night, just watched one of the worst football games I've ever seen in my life. I didn't want to start the podcast with that. America deserves better. Let's start with this, Sal. Are we going to have a season without an MVP? Should we roll it over like <laughs> yeah. skins? What do you think? Oh, roll it over? Next year's that. worth two? Your buddy Gus, now my buddy, but your, gutty, your buddy first, um, runs this pool for many, many years, probably 30 years. I don't know how long. And if you tie, you do picks head to head. And if you tie you roll it over and the winner yep. you know sometimes it rolls over so yeah i think that's not bad by, by the way gus on the seat of his pants right now waiting refreshing to see if max scherzer <laughs> signs with the mets <laughs> I know. I know. what a mets weekend the mets actually <laughs> started splurging <laughs> unexpected the mets um, helped out my cowboys but yeah maybe that's it maybe you get two mvps next year because it doesn't seem like but like any other year you got three guys you and i are screaming for rogers or or Brady, or or somebody, but nobody wants it. Nobody wants this award. I looked at the MVP on FanDuel, thinking one guy would jump out. So Brady's three to one. Oh, they have it up already. Okay. Allen, this was an hour ago. Allen was plus three eighty. 
Uh-huh. Rodgers was plus 750. Mahomes plus 750. Kyler's 8 to 1. We haven't seen him in a month. Dak, 10 to 1, who's looked like crap for three weeks. Lamar's 14 to 1. He threw four picks today. Jonathan Taylor, 16 to 1. Herbert, 16 to 1, who had 15 Ugh. terrible passes today. Stafford, 16 to 1, who's breaking down. Burroughs, 36 to 1. Carr is 36 to 1. Mac Jones, 80 to 1. You can put some Mac Jones action in. Out of all those names, I was thinking, like, well, the one that makes the most sense is Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. The guy who basically lied to everybody and, <laughs> and wasn't vaccinated <laughs> and has caused 17 scandals and shit on his team. And meanwhile, he's shitting on a team that looks like, other than maybe the Patriots, has the best one through 53 roster in the league. And he's been shitting on the front office and the ownership for a year because he's a diva. Right. But I like that team. Anyway, he can't win. So back to the original point, I think the answer is Nick Folk. Ah. I think he's been the most impactful, important guy this year. He is lights out on field goals. Mark Mosley, we have precedent. Mark Mosley won in 82 during the strike season. What did he do? I think Nick Folk's our MVP. Yeah, I I think Nick Folk, five field goals today, 21 fantasy points. I think that's our answer. Yeah, all right. I mean, there's a guy with like eight interceptions on the Cowboys. We can count him. But yeah, it really could be any of them. Because you have... This year, the number one seed is the Ravens, and I'm sorry. I, I know you know the result of that game means you guys are not the number one seed just yet. But, all right, yeah, like you said, the guy who threw four interceptions propelled his team to the number one seed after week 12. And on the other side, the number one seed, Kyla Murray, hasn't played in a month, or it'll be a month yeah. by the time he suits up next week. So it is really ridiculous that nobody wants this award at all. Well, how about I, this? I, I agree. The Pats, could, the Pats, I think, would are the odds-on favorite to probably end up with the number one seed at this point. They don't yeah. have an MVP. I'm joking about Nick Folk. They don't have an MVP candidate. Who's the MVP on the Pats? We don't even have one. Arizona, yeah, yeah. if Kyler misses a month, he's not winning it. So mm-hmm. it's a it's a you know really what I'm weird thinking? year. Does Brady have a game where he's like, all right, fuck, yeah, I'm rolling I'm just it up. Have, that's it. And I, he, his last game like that, maybe it wasn't his last one, but it was against the Falcons. He plays the Falcons again, this time in Atlanta this week. So maybe he's like, hey, just let me do my thing. I gave Fournette four touchdowns today. Uh, I'm going to get five myself and uh, we're going to put this to rest with a month left. I don't think as a longtime Brady guy who's watched him for two decades, he doesn't, he still doesn't look 100% comfortable. No. Compared to where he normally does. Yeah, he doesn't like... Takes him forever to warm up. Yeah, it doesn't seem like he wants to take hits early. Seems like he gets rid of the ball a little faster than maybe he should. Doesn't want to stay in the pocket. Mm -hmm. And then when they really need him, he comes through. But you look at like the, uh, the passing leaders, he's, it's, so he was through 10 games, he was almost 3,200 yards, 29 TDs, eight interceptions. Is that that current? Have they played 10 games or 11? I think they played 11. So uh, he's, yeah. he's on pace for high 4,000s and, you know, mid-40s TDs. So you're right. If he has the one game where he has like six TDs, lights it up, pours it on, all of a sudden it'll Yeah, they're like eight the and three if they go eight you know, three. That's what four and two. If they you know, even if they're twelve and five, which I don't know, they have the Panthers, the Falcons, the Saints, the Jets, the Panthers again. I mean they're they're, they're gonna be fine. They're, they're gonna have like thirteen so wins. Here's how bad it is. I'm bored talking about it. The audience is bored already. We spent three minutes on it. There's no answer. Um here's another thing that we were texting about today that I thought would be fun. If you had a fantasy draft just for the last <laughs> well, this got ruined. <laughs> Last five ra- five weeks of the season. We just start over. It's like, I'm out. Like in our keeper league, I'm out. I got officially knocked out today. Good. If we just want <laughs> screw you. <laughs> if you just said, hey, I'm starting a five-week fantasy league. Let's just go. Let's just do rounds. We won't do an auction. We'll go crazy. 
it's kind of crazy what the order would be. I made my list. Why don't we just go back and forth? All right. Well, I didn't uh, know what we were going to do because we had back. You came up with this idea. I was like, this is great. And then Debo and Dalvin Cook went out on back to back plays. I'm like, oh, I don't know if yeah, those guys out. are coming back. They're not but on my list. I'll tell you one thing. I wouldn't take a quarterback till the 15th round. Like, <laughs> right. Like, who the hell would you take first? But go ahead. Let's hear yours. Well, Taylor has to Jonathan be first, Taylor. right? Yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. And if we were starting next season's draft right now, I think Taylor would also be first, right? It's close. What if Derrick Henry comes back in January and has like two really good playoff games? So, but yeah, no, I know what you're saying. Yeah, you're right. It's, right it there. would be one of the two. I think Eckler would be number two for either conversation. The last mm-hmm. five weeks of the season draft or next okay. season, he'd be three probably behind Henry and Taylor, right? Eckler, every game is putting up points. He's either scoring or he's doing stuff. Mm-hmm. Then it gets weird. I don't even really know who the third pick would be, but the candidates, I mean, I would have had even Nick Chubb in the conversation until I watched tonight, right? Yeah. You could say maybe you go receiver and you think about, this is crazy, Debo Samuel, who's now hurt, or Cooper Cup. Right. Because they've been the two most productive receivers. Is Debo, why why don't we get dual, um, like when is he eligible at running back? It's got to be soon, right? He's, he's put up more. He's got more touches than mo- a lot of running backs. I They do this in baseball, and it's fun, where you have, like, the guy, if he plays yeah. one inning in the outfield, all of a sudden he's eligible there. It should be yeah, one of those more things. Than one inning. I mean, he's running. He's getting some. How many touches does he get on, on, the, on the ground? It's crazy. If it's five carries in a game, it feels like you should be eligible running yeah. back, unless you're a quarterback. Yeah, but anyway, right. I think who, who, Camaro, you don't know if he's, he's coming back. You don't know what's, you know, week to week, uh, Chicago, Cincinnati. I, oh, you know, Mixon's been pretty good. I Mixon I had on there. Yeah. I think Josh Allen kind of has to be on there because if you're talking about what quarterbacks do I trust the most? Mm hmm. You would say Josh Allen, then Mahomes, then Tom Brady, right? Those would be your top three. I guess. Lamar can't be in there. Lamar has games like he had today where he just stinks. I would wait on all those guys. Fournette, maybe. Um, Fournette? Think how crazy that is. It's insane. This is is why fantasy is the dumbest fucking thing on the earth. And we say (laughs) this every year. It's like, why do we do it? Why do we do it to ourselves? Look at this. Debo Samuel and Cooper Cup would be our third and fourth picks. Yeah. Um, I can't even get to 10. I can't even give you a first round. I got a couple more. I I have a couple more I like. Cordero Patterson, I think, has to be in there, especially with these last five weeks. I think he's going to put up garbage time stuff. Mm -hmm. I think Tyreek and Justin Jefferson, just from the offenses they're in and they can have the random 30-point thing. And then Devontae Adams and Stephon Diggs. Other yeah, than that, now, then now, you're, now getting, you're moving into Nick Chubb and that kind of guys, the guys who can just do nothing. And well, we would have had DeAndre Swift on that list this week, right? If he didn't get injured. Right. He was, he was tracking towards uh, a good ending. And yeah, by the way, not too many. It's very weird this year. Until today, and I'm sure it shifted. I haven't looked at it, but Jalen Hurts was the number two guy for fantasy points yeah. heading into today's games. It was... um. I think Josh Allen was first. Now, some people had played 10 games and some people had played 11. Mm-hmm. But Jalen Hurts, who I think, was he was he drafted in our league, in either of the two leagues we're in? I don't, think, I don't he think he was. He was no, he was right? an add-on early, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So heading into today, just in our league that we've been in for a million years, it was mm-hmm. Allen 1, Hurts 2, Brady 3, Mahomes 4, Herbert 5, Stafford 6, Jackson 7, and Taylor was the first running back. I, it's a crazy year, and this week was despicable, I have to say. And I don't like saying it because football is going to be gone. 
And then I'm going to have to listen to you talk about the Celtics, even though you think they're a 500 team right now, they'll win like seven in a row. And you're like, Tatum's back. I'm taking nah. six to one to win the East. And I'm like, oh nope, shit. I, won't. I wish, I wish football were around. So it's not I don't want to say I'm not going to get caught in the whole, the season is too long and everything, but this was a very bad week. And I'm not just saying that because my Cowboys lost, but start with the bears lions, a game we all knew was going to be horrible. Then the Cowboys Raiders, which was the most watched regular season game of all time. Also set a record for penalties, 14 or more on both sides. Hadn't happened in, what, 30 years or so? And then this morning, there were 25 turnovers in the seven games. The three late afternoon games had nine turnovers in three. I don't even know how many in that crap fest we saw right now between the Ravens. I mean, uh, you know, he had three interceptions and six attempts, Lamar, at one point. I think they had five turnovers in three minutes in the second quarter or something. Really, There was, was one moment in the late games where there were pick sixes yeah. Within 15 seconds of each other. Right. Yeah. Kyle I and I were saying, Kyle and I watched the Pats game. I don't know if you saw it, but the Pats won again. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shouldn't have covered. Shouldn't like, have covered. You watch all these quarterbacks, and I don't know where Mac is on the ratings and the yardage and stuff, but <laughs> Mac seems like he's as good as all of these guys. Every guy I'm watching, he's either better than or as good as. Even like Herbert, who I love. I'm a huge Herbert guy. I think he's really fun to watch. But what happened was, to him this month? He was horrendous today. Yeah. Like awful. Like really cost him the game. He, he was throwing everything 200 miles an hour. The Eckler pick six, which went off Eckler's hands, it yeah, happened because he whipped the, like a fucking line drive at him. He couldn't hold on to it. But I thought he was discombobulated all over the place and really bad. And I don't know how like they need it. measure who's good or who's not. But with Mac Jones, like you're getting to the point where if he makes a mistake, you're surprised. You're more surprised than a lot of those guys you just named, like Herbert and Lamar yeah. Jackson and for, for sure Baker or Ben or any of those guys for sure. But uh, he yeah, makes Mac he makes good. too bad. He makes too bad throws a game. What he has. I was talking to my dad about it. We were laughing. He inherited the Brady luck. And I'm going to knock on wood as I'm talking about it. He inherited the Brady thing where every game somebody drops one of his picks mm -hmm. and it's yeah, always his that. worst throw of the game and the guy always drops it. And this, this was Brady for 20 years with us. And then I'll have one play where he'll kind of sail it over an open guy. Other than that, he's lights out. And you're right. When he messes up a pass, you're, it's surprising, which I yeah. think is a good sign for your quarterback. Another you know. good sign, you allowed 270 yards rushing against Tennessee, who I don't know if you noticed how closely you're watching, but Derrick Henry is not part of that backfield. And you still won. Sweating it out. Well, 23 points. What the I, hell? In defense of the team that should be the one seed right now, I do think <laughs> it was partly the game plan because they had a lot of D-backs out there and they were basically like wanted Tennessee to run. But I don't think it was in the plan to give up like 68-yard runs to a fifth-string yeah. running back. That it, Their defensive line, I thought, got kind of dominated by Tennessee. Like really pushed back for the first three quarters. Then fourth quarter, they turned it around. But... It made me think as I was watching it, it made me more and more concerned about the Colts in the playoffs. And then the Colts <laughs> do do us a massive favor. They blow the Bucks game. And you were you were on it. You you talk about Wentz is like a 90 minute. He's got a good 90 minutes in him. He's yeah. like a he's like a Liam Neeson movie. Right. You don't want to go three hours <laughs> with Liam Neeson, but 90 minutes is great. Wentz is like <laughs> he's got that good 90 minutes, but if there's an intermission in a second act, he's in trouble. And you're just waiting for him to turn into Wentz. It's like, all right, it's gonna happen. It's and then it does. Right. And then he then he does it. And all of a sudden the Bucks can, are winning. Can I introduce something? I don't know what we want to call this. Right now, I have like it's the Logan Roy um mm. player of the day. Like who 
who got the most fuck offs around the country. Now, I guess you could check <laughs> you could check Twitter for negative tweets and negative impressions, all that. And this but, is good. The Logan Murray word of the day. I like yeah, it. So who told which quarterback to fuck off the most today? Was it Cam, Kirk Cousins, Wentz? Oh, no, it's Big, definitely Kirk Cousins. Well, hold on. Herbert Stafford? St Stafford, Herbert, Big Ben, Wentz, Kirk no, Cousins. No, come on. Kirk Cousins I guess it's on Kirk a pivotal Cousins. play lined up behind the right guard. That happens a lot. And had to call timeout. <laughs> he had yeah. to waste the timeout so that they could have a timeout and then they could come out of the timeout and he could sail a pass wide open over wide open Justin Jefferson's head. You know what's that great? That was an actual that? sequence that happened. You know what's great about it? FanDuel put out, I don't know who's running their account, but they're like editorializing. <laughs> their, their actual tweet was the Vikings signed Kirk Cousins to $66 million extension to have him line up behind the guard to take a snap. It's like, oh, wow. FanDuel you know, did that? FanDuel did it. Yeah. It's on Twitter. That's why I, I had saw a, the clip. I was like, this is great. <laughs> we had the Vikings in million dollar picks, which we got mildly crushed this week. But we did the picks on Tuesday and the Everson Griffith thing happens after. And it's like, oh, oh yeah. my God, this is. And you're thinking like, all right, maybe they'll, maybe they can hang around. I don't like the vibe. And Cousins, man, there are these games where you're just like, aren't you supposed to be the leader of the team? Yeah. Aren't you supposed to be the inspiration? Like the rock? And he has this body language like he's watching somebody give him a parking ticket. Like he's standing next <laughs> to his car going like, oh man, really? was only here for two minutes. I'm just getting a coffee. And like that's he has, his demeanor. He's the leader right. of the team. He has monster players going for the ball when he chucks Ugh. it up too, right? Like Thielen's still great. You know, Jefferson. I mean, he can't go wrong. All right, so he's the Logan Roy uh, player of the week. Well, player here's week 12. I, uh, I texted my buddy Jeff, diehard Vikings fan. Mm -hmm. I texted him at 424. It must have been after a terrible gut Cousins play. The Vikings, what a bunch of gutless shits. And he texted me back. I felt it happening at the end of the first half, shut it off and left the house. Wow. They have no escape velocity from mediocrity. <laughs> and then I was texting <laughs> back. I'm like, they got the ball back two minutes left. And he's like, I can't turn it on. I'm not doing it. It's just out. <laughs> it's like literally divorced the Vikings. He needs to give us a heads up so we could bet 49ers in the second half. If he has such a uh... the 49ers. I mean, they've won three in a row and they stink in that the playoff picture is so Horrendous I look that at that. I was going to ask you. Minnesota which... is the seventh seed. Did you look at the playoff standings? Yeah, yeah, they're, they're in the in playoffs right now. right now. That team sucks. But even the AFC side, like which six and five, six and six, six, five and one, whatever the hell, which team yeah. scares you? Are there any of them that scare you in that six, seven? You can't trust <sighs> no. any of them. You can't trust the Vikings. You can't trust the Browns or you can't trust even the 49ers. Like, all right, they've won three in a row, but they lost to Colt McCoy by two touchdowns three weeks ago. That was a November game, right? Also, if they Colt have McCoy. a lead, they're, they feel like a different team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if they're down seven, I don't trust them. So right. if the season ended today, it would be Packers-Vikings. It would be Bucks, 49ers. Oh, these are the matchups. Yeah. And Dallas-Rams. And Cardinals yeah. would be the bye. Um. I think that I don't think we would have anything under a three point favorite. I think everything would be like six points and up in that. AFC would be Pats Chargers, bring it on. It's fun. Titans Bills, a lot mm -hmm. of Frank Wycheck, uh mm -hmm. anniversary highlights. And then a little Chiefs, Chiefs Bengals would be the four or five. Wow. So not bad. I, I got excited as I was looking at it. Bengals I, are I, plucky. They could they could stick Bengals, around. The, the problem with this season and why it's been so hard to bet these last few weeks is you, 
Like I was watching Denver today, right? Like Denver, mm-hmm. I bet on them two weeks ago against Philly and Philly demolishes them. Mm-hmm. Just kills them. You feel like, was it last week or two weeks ago? I can't even remember. It was one of my, lo- they, they're just two destroying them. Yeah. And then you watch Denver today and it's like their defense is flying around. The whole right. sideline's locked in. Guys are jumping off the sideline to high five guys after plays. They're running the ball. They look like the team I thought I bet on against Philly. Of course, I bet on Philly this week. Mm. The team that played Denver's, I don't know. It's just, it's like the uh, Jekyll and Hyde version. Yeah. And they go against the Giants and they do everything they possibly can to lose the game. Four turnovers and a drop touchdown at the end of the game. And they still almost won. Jalen Hurts, yeah. He had three interceptions and 98 yards passing going into that last drive. And I was thinking, I was like, wow, has anyone had such bad passing? I know he ran for 77, but he had a chance to be like under 100 yards and win that game. And the Giants right. just could. They tried to blow it. They just couldn't do he, it. He had the worst body language. I also like, it's kind of hard for me to believe he was putting up those stats because when you watch him, he goes back to pass and he just stares at who he's going to throw the ball to Yeah, for five seconds. And then he throws it. And that one pick he threw, the giant safety was like, oh, he's going to throw it to this guy because he's staring at him and basically pointing at him. I'm just going to run over and yeah, take it. I don't I know have, what happened. He's been much better in the last few weeks. I, I watched him closely for some reason. He's like, he's been better, like taking angles and stuff. He he's just was bad. You could feel it immediately. Yeah, he just didn't have it. Yeah. I have more Jalen Hurts stuff, but let's take a break. I want to play a little game with you. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer partner of the NBA. It's just what you need to sit back and enjoy the game. And they're also getting fans closer to the game than ever. You can win exclusive NBA prizes like courtside seats, signed memorabilia, and more. I love Michelob because of how light it is. It's only 95 calories with 2.6 carbs. You know what the perfect time for Michelob Ultra is? A little doubleheader, a little NBA doubleheader. Right? First half of the first game. I don't know. West Coast time. That's usually about 5 o'clock, 5.30. Perfect time for a beer. You can do it. Grab a pack to enjoy today. Learn more and enter for your chance to win at com slash courtside, LDA, 21 and up. We were talking about Jalen Hurts. I want to play a game called Here's What We Know For Sure. Oh. All I'm going to give you a couple things. Maybe you'll have some of that. First thing I know for sure, I'm not betting four against Jalen Hurts anymore because I've somehow lost four straight weeks on Jalen Hurts games. And I think for <laughs> the season... I think I'm like 0-6 or 0-7. I'm pretty positive I haven't won a bet on the Eagles. I lost on them week one. They killed me with Atlanta. They're my kryptonite team this year. I'd like to announce publicly on this podcast, (laughs) I'm no longer betting on Eagles games. I'm out. You guys broke me. Congratulations. I wish you luck in the rest of the season. I'm done. Sayonara. All right. Let me just say something in response to that. You will be betting the Eagles and maybe in like six, seven days. Because all they have left are the Jets and the NFC East. Now, one of those is against the Cowboys, but that you're going to be suckered into Eagles, I think, nope. at home against the Giants in a revenge game. Not You'll be doing it. Them again. You'll do you're it. wrong. All right, what's next? Next. The Roethlisberger era is officially over. It's been given last rites and the funeral date has been set. Mm. It's done. Their last three weeks, it's over. They're going to finish, what, 6, 10, and 1, 5, 11, and 1, 7, 8, and 1. It's done. It's a wrap. And he won't be the, and he'll retire. And that'll be, that'll be it. I'll do you one. I mean, he was in very late in an unwinnable game. 
right? They had three points. He was trying you to get think them they're to trying ten. to hurt him. I kind of do. <laughs> I kind of think Tomlin's like, I don't want to make this decision. Let's make it. You, you you do your thing, Ben. It's it's close. We're getting close. We're going to cl- close that casket. But you yeah. have to you have to put the nail in. Ben, get out there. We have to get a inside. touchdown. Yeah, we need a touchdown for our psyche for next week. And Boy, he, and people then, defend him though. Still, like if you look at people, like this is that this defense can't stop anything. It's not Ben's fault. They have no running game. Like, wow, they had three points heading into that last drive. I don't know what are you watching. Well, he almost he came within two yards of two pick sixes in one game. Right. Which yeah, that's not have good. we named that after somebody the double pick six the pick twelve. Oh, but it wasn't uh, the the oh the Delome is four inter- five interceptions. What's no, the Delome is five interceptions and one has to be a pick six. That was the Delome. Okay, which rarely happens. Yeah. I know Lamar was thinking about it today. He was flirting with the Delome, but it's really hard to pull off. The, uh, the and Ben lost a fumble too. He had two interceptions and a fumble loss. The yeah. first pick six he threw, the guy got tackled the two yard line, and he was like, "All right, so." I'll try to throw it to the guy. I'm going to try to give him more of a running start the other way. And it worked the second time. And the thing is, they have Baltimore twice. And so if Baltimore plays like they did tonight, they could probably even win one of those games. But they have to win both, I think, at this point. Next thing we know for sure, I realized this during the Vikings game, because there can't be a lot of Vikings fans left who are fired up to have Kirk Cousins as their quarterback. And yet, you looked at the season he was having. He had like 21 touchdowns and two picks heading into the game. Best ratio. yeah, his, you just look at his stats and he's going to retire and, and people 30 years from now look at his stats and be like, you know, he's good Kirk Cousins. He might even make the Hall of Fame for all mm. we know. I just think he should change teams every year. Like how we have hmm. the uh, automatic quarterback when we're playing recess, something like that. I think Cousins should just sign one-year contracts and each year goes to a new team that has had such a bad quarterback situation for years. They're just happy to have somebody <laughs> who's competent and it's basically like his campaign slogan be, I'm Kirk Cousins, I'm competent. Because you can't say he's incompetent because he's competent. Like he can move the ball, he moves his chains, he makes plays. You're just not winning a Super Bowl with him. Right. So if you're like the Jets and you just can't ever get a good quarterback, now they just drafted one, or no. you're or you're like <laughs> the Steelers next year and you're like, all right, we we there's no quarterback in the draft. We still have a good team. We need somebody who's competent for one year. And it's Kirk Cousins, and he's just one-year contracts for twenty million, and he just goes around. I don't think he should ever stay for longer than a year. He's like the Steelers. It's like when are... Dixon stays with Jimmy, he has oh. to go like at the end of the week. I like that. I like that. I think there's not as many teams as you think, though, that would go for this because the Jets don't make sense because they're not going to turn it around in a year. The well, Steelers, that, it's not the Jets. The Steelers, Steelers would be the would, one that made sense. But yeah. I don't know how many there are like that with the Steelers. I mean, first of so, all, he's he's delighted that he's with the Vikings and he's got a long-term deal. It's like. Holy shit, no one would ever sign, you know, not like well, this. But go back sign. to last year. Carolina and Denver both needed quarterbacks, right? Mm-hmm. So Denver trades for Bridgewater, Carolina trades for Sam Darnold. Right. If we have Kirk, I'm available over your cousins out there. All right. He's just like, hey, just you don't have to trade a pick for me. I'll come in. I'm, I'll be competent. I'll be competent QB guy for a year. And then he just that. goes, it's always positive. He's arrived. He's happy. Mm-hmm. Big smile on his face. Right. You know, I've I've had a good career. The last piece is the Super Bowl. That's my Kirk Cousins idea. I don't he mind shouldn't that. Stay in Minnesota. He goes and infects everybody on different teams every year with the diff- the Omicron virus. Yeah, he just yeah, <laughs> I don't mind that. That's pretty good. Justin Jefferson is the new leader. And he seems like an awesome guy, by the way. I'm, I'm pro Justin Jefferson. I like him. Uh-huh. He had two times today where it was a terrible cousins pass where he just lost his vertebrae for like a second. You know, <laughs> remember the old 
the old Larry Fitzgerald with those terrible Cardinals yeah. quarterbacks to throw over his head where he's just like, oh my God. He was doing that. He did that twice today, Jefferson. And say, Jefferson is a treasure. I love that guy. Well, remember Stefan Diggs used to literally like stare him down. Yeah, it he was, was like, like just stop like running. Yeah. On Esther and uh, Fred Sanford. It was like a, a comical stare down for like 10 seconds after play. Might All right, here's soon. the next thing we know. Let's get the fork ready for Cam Newton. Yeah. It's a wrap. Yeah. What were it's a wrap. Numbers? Put a fork in him. He's done. At one point, he was five for 21 for like 90 yards and two picks. I don't know if that's what he ended with or not. Well, they benched him. I think that's exactly what he had. Yeah. But they, they benched him. They took him he out. He completed a 64 yard pass in the first quarter and they showed the stats and he was one for four for 64 yards. And I was like, <laughs> oh, that's not a good sign. <laughs> so, so he, for, he had a 64 yard pass and then the rest of the game, he was four for 20 for like 30 or 28 yards or something. Yeah. And he's not running I, three rushes, five yards. We had Miami at million dollar picks and it was only like, how many weeks do we have to bet against Cam Newton before he never starts another football game? God bless him. Really fun to watch, but he's not accurate anymore. And, and physically, you know, it happens, man. You take some hits. We've seen it with boxers. We've seen it with basketball players. Like sometimes mm -hmm. you just pass that point. It's over. I'm fine with that. Uh, you know, you're saying Kirk Cousins to Carolina next week, next year. Maybe that could be. Yeah. Maybe that's Automatic Kirk. One year, yeah. one year and out. Yeah. Um, I can't believe the Dolphins. I know I don't want to derail your thing here, but they've won. They've won five in a row or four in a row. We didn't. They've won we talked about it either. I, it was either with you or with Schrager, but we laid out the case where they could easily be seven and seven. We did that before the games this week because it was like, yeah, they Raiders, had to be Carolina. They played, they played the Falcons close. They played the uh, well, they beat the Texans. Yeah, they weren't. A but lot if of they beat Carolina, now they have New York, New York back to back. Mm -hmm. Which that should be named something, the New York, New York. When you have the Jets, Giants back to back. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But they could be seven and seven, and seven and seven in the AFC. Like you know, well, they, so you're they, gonna be in the mix. They end with you guys, so they're, and they're gonna need that game to make them. I can't believe, like I thought they would be contend with Houston and and the Lions, and I'm like, all right, they're gonna be up there for number one pick or you know top three pick. I can't believe they're doing what they're doing here. I mean, well, that's the next phenomenal. Yeah, Waddle's been great. And they traded an extra first-round pick for him, and it worked out. That leads us to the next thing we know. I think Detroit's locked it up. I think 0-10-1, I think the worst record in the league is oh, yeah. going to happen. I don't think they're going to be able to get... They'd need two wins to pass Jacksonville. Mm -hmm. There's only six games left. They are just abominably coached. You know, it was the first Thanksgiving game. We moved on to Raiders-Cowboys, which was just an incredibly fun game. Not fun for you, not fun for no, me because no, I gave it to the Cowboys. Mm -hmm. But it was a really entertaining game that was egregiously officiated and is yet another game that if we have gambling scandals that we find out about 20 years from now, this it's on my list. There's going to be too many at this yeah, point. There's, we, yeah, the, we are, we've had three this weekend. Sixers-Timberwolves mm -hmm. was another one. Um, the, uh, the Lions, though, what a terrible coaching job. I mean, honestly, <laughs> incredible down the stretch. It was like the old joke about a 10-year-old playing Madden. Like a 10-year-old, like a, how old's Harrison? Seven? Seven-year-old mm -hmm. playing Madden, I think, pulls right. pulls off that whatever. And it's, I just think they're broken now. I don't see them winning a game. Yeah, I don't want to say that coach has lost the clubhouse, but now it's getting to a point where, say what you will about Minnesota, they should lose that game. Then they, 
at Denver versus Arizona at Atlanta at Seattle versus Green Bay. Yeah, they they definitely have the the worst record locked up. I mean, How about the back to back timeouts? Was that epic or what? Really good, really good. I mean, do you just not know the rule or or uh, your panic case there? Oh, it was a panic case. No. Next thing. I don't know who wins the AFC North, but I'm not sure anybody wants to win it. Now you could say like, no, Baltimore, they're scrappy. The number one seed. They pull it out, but I, are you impressed by Baltimore? No, I mean, when what, you tell me they're they the number at? one seed, I was like, that. I, I trust them like fourth most at, at, at any AFC team. I can't believe you, they're eight and three and five and one at home. Baltimore, Cincy, Cleveland. Mm-hmm. I think I like Cincy the most. And Cincy lost to the Jets. Yeah. And they I lost don't know to the who Browns. Wins that they got crushed by the Browns, too. Like crushed. They were never in that game. I don't know, man. You look at the AFC North, there's no teams under 500. And you look at the a- AFC West and four teams over 500. And those those divisions play each other, like I pointed out. And you're, just, you're definitely getting eight and eight teams going into week, I guess it'll be 18, um, trying to decide who's going to get in. Eight, eight and eight, eight, seven and one, whatever it's going to be. We can take a quick detour and talk about that Ravens-Browns game for two minutes. I don't understand how Case Keenum doesn't play in that game. And the fact that Baker is tough and look at the leader, like, yeah, he's tough, great. Mm-hmm. He looked like a three-year-old trying to piss in a urinal today, the way he was, the ball was spraying <laughs> around. Like, even the touchdown to the tight end, Guy was wide open. He had to. I know. <laughs> it's to not where you want to hit your tight end. Baker, sure. he just shouldn't be playing. And Case Keenum, I don't know. Say what you want about him, but at least he's quarterback playoff teams. Like he's not a disaster. Healthy Case Keenum is better than whatever we watched from Baker the last couple. Of weeks. I think they could potentially make the playoffs with Case Keenum. Now they have a. Me too. Uh, like I said, everybody, everyone's a tough game. They. They have a bye and then play the Ravens again. They're at the Packers, they're at the Steelers, and they have the Bengals and the Raiders of all teams going for the, you know, vying for the playoffs here. I have a Baker theory. I'm on fire today with the pod. Just bring, <laughs> bringing a lot of A-plus content. All right. Remember in Fight Club when Tyler Durden was intentionally hurting himself? Yeah. I think Baker's That's trying. What he's doing? I think he's injuring himself because... Healthy Baker, like, where are you going? But injured Baker, now it's like, oh, look at this guy, man. He's so tough. He's a warrior. Meanwhile, the balls are silly around. I think he went back in the locker room and, like, rammed his shoulder against the wall. Like, make, make sure it, like, loosened up a little bit more. Do you think he's doing it in the locker room or at home? Like, is this something his wife can clue us in on in a few weeks? <laughs> She's probably going to angrily <laughs> tweet at me. Don't say a yeah. word. This is our secret. But Baker Baker's tells his wife, don't say anything. banging my knee with him. Yeah, I'm going to kick the coffee to, table as hard as I can. Trying to loosen up some cartilage here. <laughs> I like it. I think he should just keep intentionally injuring himself. Yeah. Um, last one. And I don't know if you have any things that you believe in. Let's say I didn't know this was coming. This well, going. I know you did. Yeah. yeah. If these were the two title games in conference round three, if it was Bucks, Packers, Pats, Chiefs. Great. Out of those four, sign me up. Out of those, because I mean, that would be Cowboys a really nice fight. final four. By the way, I know I know the Cowboys yeah. wouldn't be in there, but Bucks Packers, you'd have Brady versus Rodgers. Plus, you'd have Rodgers at this weird moment of, oh my God, this guy might make the mm-hmm. Super Bowl after he shit on this franchise all year. And then you'd have Pat's Chiefs, Belichick, Andy Reid. You know all the 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 replay of the game three years ago. Only we have a different quarterback. 
out of those four teams, which one are you the most dubious of being there in the final four? Bucks, Packers, Pats, Chiefs. Well, I hate to say, like I said, if my Cowboys weren't in that, that would be the most entertaining four. I would have to have to be guaranteed the Bucks couldn't meet the Patriots in the Super Bowl that I, I just would not be able to watch. I'd have to be guaranteed that. Um, the Chiefs is the answer. You're as the most devious of the Chiefs. Yeah, as crazy as that sounds. We've not seen... We've seen more good games, more solid games out of those three teams uh, other than the Chiefs than we have out of the Chiefs. Now, that could change in a month, but right now, that's the answer. My only question with the Bucks is just like, at some point, the injury cloud becomes... It really yeah. starts raining on you. They lost Devin White today. Mm-hmm. just seems like they're losing two, two guys a game. And Indy, Wentz was throwing downfield on them like a shocking amount just trying to take advantage of the of the secondary stuff and it worked for a little while the Colts I, are going to end up 7-10 and 10. I'm going to be like they're the best team in the AFC get them in the playoffs <laughs> somehow I don't know how this is happening <laughs> it, get them in it's well right now they're 10th it's yeah, funny to see in. all the teams laid out like Cleveland is 12th in the AFC right now and they're 6-6 six and six, and they mm-hmm. beat the shit out of Cincy what 2-3 weeks ago and Cincy's 5th the Chargers so, are in now? Yeah, you said the Chargers are in, right? They'd go to New England. See, so if we're if we're gonna be like, all right, who's gonna actually end up here? There's some seven and fours in there that are tied, right? I think the Chargers fall out. I just don't think they're good. Yeah, I was I thinking, we like, have a, like a month-long sample size now that that's not a good team. So you're saying the AFC West, even though we had three teams potentially make it, will only have one representative in the playoffs. Unless you think well, the Raiders like, sneak in. The Raiders have had some good wins and I, I poured dirt on them a week ago. Mm. They put up 500 plus on your team. I can't so I guess you. the question is, do you have, like, do we just throw out all the Thursday games? Do we just say like, let's never learn one lesson from a Thursday game. It's not There's a bad to learn. start. And how about a Thursday game? Well, I don't want to make excuses, but we had assistant coaches out due to COVID. Our t- top two pass rushers were out, right? We yep. had a D back Brown who really like, if he had played on my son Archie's team, I'd be like, oh, they got to cut him. I know you don't cut a high school kid, but you got to cut like we had four penalties and like two big plays he gave up. Like, you know, they they were terrible. They weren't ready. And, you know, Zeke was hobbly and they had two wide receivers out. That doesn't speak to why they gave up over 500 yards against a a wallerless. um, Well, you won the coin flip. You won the coin flip. The game should you should go down and score. And that should be a terrible kick return. Yeah. I can't believe Denver and the Chargers have the same record. Like I'm looking at this. We didn't learn anything through three months. We say this at least once a year in the pod, and, it's, and I don't think we've said it this year, so I'm going to say it. What Carr did in that game, I do not understand why more teams don't do that have like mediocre offenses or undermanned in some way. Like he was just fucking chucking it downfield and hoping to get either sure a lucky, lucky pass or have a guy open or get a PI. And it worked half the time. Mm-hmm. And the other half the time, it was just incomplete. Like, if you're a bad team or a mediocre team, why wouldn't you do that? Like, why doesn't Minnesota do that with Jefferson eight times a game? Like, what's the worst thing that's going to happen? He's either going to catch it or they're going to interfere with him. The red car was like laughing. He was like, all right, they're just going to get I'm just going to yeah. keep doing this. He wasn't even doing it with fast guys. He was doing it like Zay Jones. Well, how about this? You get a good, in- it's like an indicator after like the sixth pass interference call. You're like, oh, wow, I got these refs where I want them. I'm definitely, it's like a comedian, like he tells a dirty joke and, and he gets a the, reaction. The audience like, laughed. Yeah, he's oh. like, oh, I'm going to d- dig into my blue stuff here. All right, good, good. Why not? And that's, yeah, you're right. That's what Carr did. And that's why that game went overtime and was especially bad. I mean, to me, the Chargers are a team that should do that. 
Yeah. Because Herbert has a cannon. Mm -hmm. They have two scary receivers, and I would just chuck it downfield all the time. Yeah. I would have done it if I were the Titans. I would have done it in the second half when that game was close against the Pats. Just throw it down. See what happens. Yeah, maybe. They did run for like 300 yards, but yeah. Yeah, they did. It was a meaningless 300 yards, though. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I, I'll tell you what. I made a mistake with the Mac and cheat. Remember I called Mac Jones Mac I didn't like cheat. that. You it, got well, I deserved. screwed up. It was an obvious joke that I missed, and someone pointed out on Twitter. The combination of Mac Jones and Belichick should be Mac and cheat. Like, it should be like, oh, Mac and cheat. Look what they really got it together. It shouldn't be Mac Jones that's Mac that's, and cheat. So, so I'm going to change it now uh, to that from free here forward. That's funnier. I still don't support it. <laughs> okay. Couple okay. other small things for you. Kyle Shanahan watch. Mm -hmm. Up to 35 and 40. Good news. He just jumped Jerry Glanville. He did? Yeah. <laughs> Jerry Glanville is at 465 winning percentage. I think Shanahan's at 466. Look out. Neil Armstrong, Dutch Clark, and John Makovich, because those there, he's looking right up. He's Neil Armstrong. Them. Who? <laughs> yeah, there's a coach named Neil Armstrong. It might have been. That? Is that Neil Armstrong? Yeah, Neil Armstrong. Oh. Uh, he's looking at Ray Rhodes now. Ray Rhodes and Forrest Gregg at 469. Oh, that could be good. That yeah, they're good. they're right there. Um, <laughs> that's one thing. The other thing I was thinking about Nick Folk, who's I mentioned earlier, who's just been completely lights out. Right, he's. He's missed mm -hmm. two kicks all year and they're both 50 plus mm -hmm. just over and over again. It's like right down the middle. And I was thinking like, God, when I was a kid, it, I was always excited when the Pats made a field goal. So I went back and looked at our old field goal kicker, John Smith, who was an English guy. Oh yeah. yeah. And his career, he was 128 for one night for 191. <laughs> he had a 67% field goal thing from 40 from 40 plus. They didn't try he, bombs back then either. Yeah. Really. From 40 yeah. yards plus, he was 29 for 68. Oh, yeah, that meant, 40, wow. 40, 45%. <laughs> he kicked for 10 years. He had one year, he had one year when he was uh, 15 for 24 in the 81 season. The wind was more fierce back then. You don't remember. You think it was? You think that the elements <laughs> yeah. were yeah. worse? Oh, yeah. Global warming has evened everything out. Uh, I will but say I was thinking, this. You look now, everybody's like 90, 95. Yeah. It's, like, it's like people make them almost all the time and or they'll doink I'm, them I'm sometimes. I'm trying to think like the play of the year so far is probably a kick, right? It's it's probably Tucker's 66 yarder that is giving them yep. the number one seed or maybe even, I know you love them, but folks miss against Tampa Bay. I don't know. Right. Like th those are like two of the most memorable plays of the year. You can go into, it's probably a lot more kicking wise. I mean, that, Probably co that probably costs folk the MVP that Tampa. That's kick. true. That's if true. He makes that. It's a serious discussion now. Sure, it beats He's himself at least up on the Fanduel thing. Yeah. All right, we uh, we're gonna take a break and then do guest lines. This episode is brought to you by Simply Safe. Summer is all about fun vacations, but I know that being away from home can be stressful. So many things can happen. That's why I like to recommend Simply Safe, award-winning security that can help give you peace of mind when you're away. The only thing you should worry about while you're on vacation is having too much fun. Having my home, it's great. Couldn't work better. I think Simply Safe is the best because it comes with a variety of indoor and outdoor cameras, sensors to detect break-ins, fires, floods, and more. It's backed by 24-7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day. It's given me, my family, many others, real peace of mind. I'm waiting to have it too. Try it out. A 60-day money-back guarantee. No contracts right now. 
Get 20% off any Simply Safe system with Fast Protect monitoring at simplysafe.com slash BS. That is Simply Safe with two S, simplysafe.com slash BS. There's no safe like Simply Safe. All right, before we do guess the lines, um, the Eagles really hurt my feelings today. I know you hated that. And the yeah. Cowboys really hurt my feelings on Thursday. Mm-hmm. I did the thing where for two straight weeks, I love the Patriots the most of any game. Patriots against the Falcons. Oh, and then the week before, Pats Browns. But every week, I love the Patriots. I'm like, we're going to win. I'm, I want to put their money line with bets. Right. And then I somehow lose more of the bets than I win using the Pats money line, which I felt the most confident about than anything. Yeah. You, you've been around the block with gambling. Are you just better off betting the money line? Yeah, what do you I think? think you're better betting off betting just uh, underdog money lines until they hit. I was thinking about this today because I lost an ungodly amount of money, and I got lucky too. Like I, like I had some weird stuff in college go bounce my way, and I still had a very, very bad week. And I had that boxer Lopez who was like minus twelve. I don't even want to talk about. It. I had a million things that went wrong, but um, yeah, I think I need a break. I think I need something because now it's getting. I feel like I need a break too. I feel like I, I, yeah. I feel like I'm I have a black cloud over me all of a sudden. No, I know, but I this is like serious, like financial shit. I got to worry about. <laughs> you're you're gonna be okay. <laughs> but, but I'm dug a bad hole here. You had Lo, Lopez in the fight of the year. Oh shit! Going against this undefeated Australian. Who mm-hmm. I missed the first six rounds, and you and Kevin Clark would text me. Kevin Clark car, gave us a heads up. The minus twelve hundred favorite is going through a bad divorce. And as a result of me betting him, I'm now going to be going through a bad divorce <laughs> because he lost on a split decision. And, it was one well, of those and then they did the all time dick tease ever where they're like, Ugh. and then 115, 112 to the winner and still undefeated. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, Lopez, he won. And it was the other guy because the other guy was also undefeated. Yeah, it was Lopez the all time like, dick tease. Yeah, he was like, what? How is that guy also undefeated? <laughs> the guy that beat the shit out of me, nine out of 12 rounds. He's still undefeated too. Oh, it was bad. But uh, yeah. I told you, my, my favorite fights are the lightweight and the welterweight because this I just think one. it's the perfect combination of power speed. Like, he, I don't know if those guys, this is terrible to say, but that was one of those fights where I'm not sure either guy is ever going to be 100% the same as a boxer. Like, there was so much punishment. Right. You saw their faces after, and it was like both of them had been in a car accident. Um, they never I'm sure there'll be a rematch. Relentless. Yeah, I mean, if you list our top 10 favorite fights, probably seven or eight of them are in that welterweight, you know, middleweight It was. Like, it right? reminded me, like, it was like had a Taylor Chavez. I don't, those guys aren't, I don't think as good as yeah. Taylor and Chavez were, but same right. kind of thing where it was just mm-hmm. 12 rounds. I watched the first six this morning. Yeah. Um just Good. 12 rounds of just boom, 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 boom. And it never let up. Yeah. Amazing fun. stuff. It's like Corrales and uh, Castillo a little bit, a little bit. I mean, that's still yeah. the gold standard, but. Really highly skilled too. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was texting with Chris Mannix about it. There was animosity, which I liked because you yeah. see the great boxing fights, but I felt like these guys, even after the fight, like Lopez was still kind of like, yeah, fuck you. Get away from mm-hmm. me. Um, good stuff. It's disgusting. Uh, other than the fact that you lost money on it. Jeez. And then, I asked you if I could put the Pats in a tease with Ohio State. As you know, I know nothing about college football. You're like, yeah, that sounds great. (laughs) They give up the opening touchdown and then the kickoff they take to the seven yard line. I'm like, oh, so this is going to be a loss. It was like snow. They're fighting in the tunnel. Like, I don't know. They held the best running back in the country to like 25 yards rushing two weeks ago. And then like, no, Michigan was like playing with two extra linemen or something. Weird. So Michigan, who knows? All right. Guess the lines. Week 13. We're tied 5-5-2 going into unlucky week 13. 
by the way, we've we the cross-offs we have for the NFL are Detroit, the Jets, Jacksonville, Houston, Seattle, the Giants, Chicago, Miami. We crossed is, off Miami, huh? Yeah, I feel like we have to uncross them. I don't know. I think there's a path for them to go like nine and eight, and they might be like a six-way nine and eight tie mm-hmm. for the seventh seed. I don't know. I think it's slippery slope. We uncross them, and then kids who idolize us start uncrossing teams, and next thing they're doing heroin, and that's just it's just bad. But all right, I, if you want to? I personally would cross off Carolina. I think that's. I think they're season. Well, they four and zero. They're five and seven, and yeah, I, I don't see a four, path for them. They're four and zero, right? Yeah, yeah, they're bad. They're a bad team, and McCaffrey's out again. So, yeah, it's a tough one. Um, okay. Thursday night, your Cowboys. <laughs> How many people had that either a Pats, Bills, Pats, Cowboys, or Pats, Bills, Cowboys tease Bills, Cowboys, heading into yeah. Thursday? Oh, yeah, a lot. A like lot. everybody, right? Sure. So Cowboys yeah. cost a lot of people a lot of money. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is your defense just not good? No, come on. I told you. We got, we're missing some guy. It does seem like if Diggs doesn't get an interception, like we're just out of the game. We don't have a chance. But I am more in the camp of let's throw the Thursday games out and let's wait till the pass rushers come back and we'll get a better sense. Can we at least stop blowing Dan Quinn for what a great job he's doing? Yeah, we maybe because that that performance against Vegas was one of the worst defensive game plans I've seen in my entire life. And against a team that really, for all intents and purposes, gave up the Raiders. Right? Like everyone's like, no, they've they've mailed it in and they they got second life here in Dallas. That's why those Thursday games are so dangerous. Well, what do we? It's like yeah, we gave up. It's a Thursday. Who cares? Let's just Mm -hmm. start chucking the ball, and then all of a sudden you get some PIs and you get excited. But now you got now you got a Thursday game that's both teams will have had a week off, so it's kind of like a regular game. And you have CD in this game. Yes, he's back. I have the Cowboys by four in New Orleans. Ooh, all right. Uh, By the way, if something's very wrong, if you don't beat me this week, I get this one. It's five and a half. I said six and a half. It's right in the Vegas zone. But I, I was off on a lot of these. By a good amount, five and a half. That's fine. Not a, not just this Kamara thing is nonsensical already. Not knowing if he's going to come back. How do you, how do you bet anything without him? Can I add the Saints to my list of teams that I can't believe didn't take a chance on Gardner Minshew? Mm. Did we? Like see, he's not better yeah. than Trevor Simeon. Right. We almost saw Gardner today. One more, one more Hurts pick. That would have been it. I thought it was happening second half. I was yeah. waiting for it, but I think they're all in on Hurts. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, they were all in on Jalen Rieger over uh, Jalen Rieger over Justin Jefferson last year in the draft. That's a tough one. Yikes! That's that's a keep you up at nighter. Sunday's marquee game: Ravens Steelers huh. or Bengals Chargers. Wow, is it that bad? Yeah, it's that bad. I think it's Ravens Steelers because it's like Ben's last stand, basically, right? It's yeah. in Pittsburgh. You're right. Those are Baltimore. the Baltimore. <laughs> Lamar's going to try to improve on his four pick performance. Maybe throw <laughs> three more. Still make an MVP. Has an MVP ever thrown 25 picks in a season? Ooh. Um, I think this is Ravens by three in Pittsburgh. You get it exactly. I said four and a half. I didn't like anything I said. Well, I did do this before the game tonight, but I still think they're. They're a decent amount better than Pittsburgh. It's five, five, and one. It's weird. It, like you, you, you do forget how many running backs they've gone through. 
Like, I do wonder, like, if Dobbins just never Baltimore? gets hurt. Yeah, right. Yeah, are the Ravens a completely different team? Yeah. But I guess, like, this is the thing with running backs. Half of them seem to get hurt now. All right. Uh, for the watchables, I only have one watchable. Well, you got char- You want to do Chargers Cincy, right? Yeah, that's my watchable. Oh, Bengals, okay. Bengals yeah. Chargers. It's mm-hmm. in Cincy. And I think Cincy has to be favored by three. So this is the AFC West, AFC North matchup we're talking about. We're going to see one every week. Yeah, you get it. I said four and a half. I went too high. It's only two and a half, though, on Fandle. Hmm. I don't think the Chargers are good. That's my hot, my tough, not so hot take. Tough time stopping the run in general. Maybe it wasn't that bad today, but tough time. And Mixon is as hot as uh, anyone could be, I think. But why is it only two and a half? Getting into December, if you can't stop the run at all, I'm nervous. If you can't run the ball at all, I'm also nervous. The so Chargers this is, can run the ball. They just can't stop. This is a good example of what we talked about last, I think it was last week, where you're not getting three automatic points for being home, right? Because the Bengals are better than the Chargers. They have a better record. It should be three. Team. Plus, it's contestant. West yeah. Coast team in yeah. seemingly cold Cincy. Right. West Coast. Yeah, but, but we laid out the case for this. They, they said at home field's one and a half points now. Yeah, three. I guess it is. I mean, I don't know how it was cut in half, but. Barely watchable. It's got four. Barely got to four. First one is Bucks at Atlanta. Mm-hmm. You could make a case this should be a watchable because these games are always kind of entertaining for whatever mm-hmm. reason. Everyone's going to tease the Bucks. There was some Matt Ryan, I got to say, some fist pumping for Matt Ryan in the last minute of uh, their very close. I wasn't closer even than looking. should have been winning against I Jacksonville. I didn't want to get caught up with it. I'm like you, Atlanta, Denver. I want to stay far away from betting either side of whoever they're on. But, um, I do, yeah, don't. I mean, this so is a the team. They were up three Tampa in the fourth quarter against Atlanta in, in Tampa, and they ended up winning by like 24 or something, right? Does this mean you don't want me to go through Atlanta, the rest of Atlanta's schedule? You could do it. Five and six? Plug my ears. You really don't want to hear this? Not really. Bucks? <sighs> at Carolina, that could be a win. At San Francisco, they could be seven and seven. <laughs> Home Detroit. Mark that one down. Eight and seven. At Buffalo, probably loss. New Orleans. There's a path for them to go nine and eight. They'd have to upset um, San Francisco or Tampa. They may have to only go eight and nine to get that seven spot. If they go three and three, they could be in decent shape. For the listeners, um, the reason Sal and I are talking about this is because both of us stupidly bet Atlanta to make the playoffs. All the time. Every single year. Do it every year. Got sucked in. Kyle Pitts, Arthur Smith. Oh, my God. Mike Davis. Mike Davis. A huge (laughs) Mike Davis year coming. Nope. Barely watchables. Well, you know, uh, so what'd you say for this one? Oh, I said bucks by seven. All right. I get this one. I said seven and a half. It's 10. Oh. And by the way, this was the first, this week we just finished. That's too high. Was the first one in three years where a spread didn't exceed seven points. We got a bunch this week, though play with that's too high it's a little because, high yeah especially if white's not going to play who knows with him but the buck secondary it's really porous like mm-hmm. <laughs> Wentz was going at them hard and then finally uh ran out of gas the tight end over the middle was open every single time it doesn't matter because i'm not betting it but yeah, you're right we uh, God, we're, let's be honest both of us are going to bet this nope cardinals bears is in chicago i assume we're getting kyler murray i think so 
we don't get Kyler Murray this week, something's really wrong. I think I saw something that he's back and like he could have played today or something. Yeah. I think this has to be cards by at least seven. So I'm going to say seven. Yeah, it's smart. I said five and a half. It is exactly seven. Mm. And one of your teaser games. Good for you. You're on the board. Can't see teasing Kyler coming off an injury in cold Chicago. And who am I getting on Chicago's defense? I don't know. Who's, who's taking snaps for Chicago? Yeah, it's a stay away, too. There's plenty of good ones out there. Like Raiders Washington. That's our third barely watchable. Mm-hmm. In Vegas, the Raiders coming off their improbable upset in a game that will be subject of a documentary 20 years from now when we find <laughs> out that gamblers change the outcome. Yeah. Um, I hate when we don't even give Mike McCarthy the opportunity to blow the game. That's how bad it is. Oh, my God. Mike. Does he just, is it a free, is it a freeze-framed look that he has on the on the sidelines when they cut <laughs> to him? Is it is it like in speed when it's just, they kept looping the shot of Keanu Reeves yeah. because they were trying to escape the bus? Is that, <laughs> is it the same footage or is it a new, it's a new camera shot each time of McCarthy with that look on his face? Uh, it's the same look. It's the same look. Okay. I saw someone said something funny, like the Cowboys reached out to Oklahoma to gauge interest in, in, <laughs> taking Mike McCarthy from them. Because now it's like Kingsbury's going to Oklahoma. It's unbelievable what's going on. Is he really going mind. to Oklahoma? That they're, they're they're after him, for sure. Why would somebody want to leave the NFL to coach in college? And then and you're going to the SEC. Like, you wouldn't, because Oklahoma's going to be in the SEC. You're not going to be able to recruit to compete there if you don't know what you're also, doing like, in the first is, place. What is college football going to be like three years from now? Yeah. It's going to be like the Wild West. The two conferences. Stay in the NFL. The NFL's Sure. Hey, we we were pouring dirt on it four or five, six years ago. It's had the most watched Thanksgiving game it's ever had. Yeah. It seems to be gaining strength. Yeah, your team is nine the, and two, Cliff. You got a sick ass uh pad quarterback watch, yeah. watch the draft from. I think you're you know, it doesn't get much better than this. Uh Raiders Washington. I have Raiders by three. Why is this so low? I said five and a half. It's two and a half. Because the Raiders are freaking they've they stink uh, half the time. Better record, East Coast coming west on a short week. I know. Didn't even make it three. It's two and a half. You get that one. Last one is uh, barely watchable. It's 49ers Seahawks. Mm. It's in Seattle. Seattle season is over. Have they won a home game? They have one home win, right? Seattle. It's really weird. You know, I could see them not making the playoffs, but. Yeah, they're one and four away. Becoming one of the worst teams in the league was not on my uh, bingo card. Right. I have the 49ers favored by uh, one and a half over the Seahawks. All right. I get this. I said three and it's two and a half. We'll see what they look like tomorrow. Two and a half. There you go. Poop Fecta ties the all-time Poop Fecta record we've ever had. Five games. Wow. First one. We'll go through these fast. Vikings at Detroit. Mm-hmm. Automatic QB Kirk Cousins scouting his next team. Here's a good Kirk Cousins team. One year Kirk, if you're Detroit, you go from Jared Goff to Kirk Cousins. You'll do that. One it's year, 20, 28 million. Yeah, but Kirk's for what? just ripping off $28 million contracts from for these things. The so Lions go, fans are like, cool. Go five and 12 instead They're of They're so excited oh, to see somebody throw for 300 yards again. They don't <laughs> care who the QB is. Vikings, uh, I have them favored by seven. In Detroit. Uh, 
You got it exactly. I said five. Listen, let's just bet the Vikings on a teaser or money line parlay. And that way, when the Lions get their first win, we could be like, oh, we we bet against that. I mean, we, we're slump busters for sure. We could do this. We could do it. That's one of them. I'm going to interrupt this podcast to say a prayer. <laughs> God, if you're listening, please give me the strength not to put the Vikings in a tease next week. <laughs> I look to you, my savior, for the power to avoid Kirk Cousins minus one in Detroit. I know it's bad for me. I don't want to do it. Please give me the strength, God. Be great if he was listening to you. Amen. Be good. God's like, <laughs> get this guy out of here. What is he doing? <laughs> way, more, way more issues. Haven't I yeah, done enough I'm, for this guy? No, this I'm, was the week to, to keep him off the teaser. You know, now this the ne- next week we're good. God damn it. I'm going to end up teasing them. Yeah, we'll do it. We're, it's fine. It's fine. Although, so Cook, biggest play in the Vikings game today. Cook is running, gets mm. tackled, and like the whole left side of his body explodes. He drops the ball, fumble. You know, I never Niners saw what they said. It. Is it a torn pack? What did they end up saying it is? I, it was something horrible, but it made me think like, you know, they're trying to make the game safer and all that stuff. If you're really yeah. trying to make it safer, if you turn the ball over because something horrible happened to you and you have to be carted off the field, should the team keep the ball? It's interesting. Yeah. But you'd have to be carted off. Then people could say, no, no, Belichick would figure out a way. He'd cart the guy uh, off. Then the guy would come back. Cheat. I like that. But, Cook got carted off like he dropped the ball because something, it looked like something truly horrible happened. All the players came over and were like dapping him and wishing him well, but yet he fumbled because he was like dramatically hurt. I think you're right. I mean, there's no way he takes himself out of the game to fake that just to keep the ball, right? (laughs) So, yeah, I think you're right. I think that's a good Just a thought. good rule. I'm sure Roger Goodell will do the right thing and not listen to it. (laughs) Dolphins home for the mm-hmm. Giants. And you can't even say like Giants gutty win. It's like, was it? Like Jalen Hurts, like just no, single-handedly demolished them. The Giants had one good drive the whole game. Mm-hmm. Their defense made a couple plays, I guess. This is a loser leaves town. I think the loser already left town and like maybe forgot a uh, phone charger or something, <laughs> came back. But this is this has got to be. <laughs> I think it's be. a loser still in town. Match, yeah. Like with a question mark. <laughs> yeah. Dolphins, I have by three. Yeah, you got that exactly. Why isn't it four? I said four. Because the Dolphins should be favored by more than three over really anybody. Next one in the poop factor, Eagles-Jets. Five in a row? Yeah. I don't need to ask God for the strength not to put the Eagles in the tees because I'm not betting the Eagles anymore. (laughs) But I think this will be in the teaser range too. I have Eagles by six and a half at the Jets. Yeah, you're going to get it. I said four and a half and it's seven. You're, yeah. you're rolling this week. Three, four, five, six, seven. I am not teasing that one. Seven to three. Well, we got to tease something. <laughs> what are <laughs> we doing? <laughs> oh, maybe we don't. <laughs> yeah, wait, 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 wait a minute. Plus, I've lost teases for four straight weeks. I yeah, don't think right. we have to. Okay. The Jets fans are, I don't know, roller coaster ride with Jet, with uh, Zach Wilson today, but mm-hmm. ultimately, I don't know. He threw an interception off. He intended to throw it off his, I think, running back's back, and it got picked. Something I have seen in a while. It's pretty good. The uh, One of my favorite Instagram accounts, Boston Sports Throwback, mm-hmm. 
on Thanksgiving or the day after they ran the clip of the Mark Sanchez butt fumble. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot how fucking funny that was. That I really know. was like the, the funniest <laughs> football play of all time. I was just watching it over and over again, trying to figure out. He ran to the guy's butt, just fell over. It's so goddamn funny. I did funny. a bit with Sanchez on Thursday Night Football, like going over all the Jets' <laughs> terrible plays, and it was going to end on that, and he was going to come in and yell at me. He's like, He's like, you know what? I don't even want to see it again. I was like, all right. So we had to, we had to figure something else out oh, no. like, where I just allude to it. And as I'm about to show it, he throws a football and breaks the TV monitor. And, uh, but he just didn't even want to see it again. I don't blame him. Plus yeah. it's bad enough running into the butt. Sure. Colts at Texans. All right, here we go. You, <laughs> here we go. You're this a three-teamer? All right, we're back. We're back. <laughs> <laughs> that didn't take long. Colts, Vikings, Bucks. Let's go. Oh my God. We got to go to a meeting. <laughs> we should just go. We should just do our next podcast. Kyle, from dig up one of those 800, 1 800 numbers. I Jesus. know this. Oh man, this is going to be Colts like around nine. I, I'm going to say Colts by nine against the Texans. All right. I get this one, right? Yeah. I said eight and a half. It's eight. Oh man. We got that. That's fine. Oh, so we could tease that right now. We could do Colts Vikings. What could. could go wrong having Carson Wentz and Kirk Cousins in the same? See, the problem piece? is all the good teams are on the road here. I mean, the good teams, oh, Colts Vikings, but yeah, it's uh, not bad. Simmons. I think it's our best bet right now. But anyway, well, there's a couple more. Rams Jaguars mm-hmm. is home for the Rams. Stafford trade looking a little gamey. Yikes. It's like the four-day-old sushi in the fridge where you're like, do I throw this out or get one more day out of this? Um, he just looks He's missing old. like a lot of easiest throws, right? Just the, that one seam over the first level. Like, he, he should make that. Like, that's what Goff, uh, uh, Sean McVay just must be losing his mind right now. It seems like he has four or five injuries and part of me wonders. Yeah. If McVay, when they're doing the trade and they probably had dinner and he's like, so you're, how you feeling? His staff's like, best I've felt in years. Right, right, right. It's yeah. like when I think I am feeling good and I go and play tennis for an hour and a half and then mm-hmm. I can't walk for three days. Right. Yeah. And yeah. I'm sure Stafford felt awesome in like June. Yeah. He's got but, some bad shit. He's got that elbow injury in the back and the back, as we know, in any sport. Is really he's got the old guy walk going. It's really the Rams. And then Odell, he made one play, which mm-hmm. is good enough to end my fantasy season and then got hit again. Uh, he was hobbling around. It, t- mm-hmm. it took three hits for him to be, you know, I have the Rams by 13 and a half against the Jets. Wow. Nice job by you. I said 11. It is 13. Usually when I'm on the lines like this, that means I should bet. You're but, crushing uh, it. Do it. Just let me know who you're going with. You're winning like <laughs> eight, four or something. Uh-oh. Another teaser. Oh God. Sunday <laughs> night. Yep. Sunday night, Chiefs, Broncos, dying to be teased. Broncos coming off a nice win. In KC, Chiefs a little momentum on defense. Oh, we're going to be reading about Andy Reid off a bye and how he's 73 and two, right? Yeah. I have uh, Chiefs by seven and a half. That's exactly what I had. It's nine and a half. Oh, they didn't want us to tease that. Nope. That's fair. It's all right. We'll Uh, get around it. I'll tease Carson Wentz and Kirk Cousins. It's fine. Oh, man. I, you know, that's like one of those things that's like where you hate yourself and that's the tease you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
And I think I hate myself because I really want to do it. So maybe that's it. Maybe I, maybe after all these years, I've reached that point. Oh, Monday night. Wow. You're going to watch Boom. this one? You should watch Boom. this one. Boom. Monday night at Buffalo. Mac Jones, the best rookie quarterback since Russell Hustle and Bustle Wilson in 2012. Wow. Interesting. Taking on Josh Allen in the overrated Buffalo Bills. And I think the Bills are going to be favored because I don't think people totally trust this Pats team. Mac yet. Jones is better than Herbert was last year? Oh, man. I don't know. Well, yeah, I, ju I judge my quarterbacks by wins. Mm, all right. Um, ball protection. It's weird. Listen, if if you want to judge your quarterbacks by TikTok and Twitter clips, Herbert's fantastic. This, uh, last year, he was very, very good. He was very good. He really was. I agree. Yeah. Mac Jones is the two seed right now. He's a rookie. All right. I do love Herbert. I don't, don't, I mean that as no Herbert blasphemy, but I think Mac Jones should get credit for, he, he's getting enough credit. He's going to win offensive hits. rookie of the year. He's going to get enough credit. You're fine. He actually might win offensive rookie of the year now because Chase has cooled oh, off ahead. last three weeks. I, they don't have it up yet, but he's got to be minus 250. I mean, it's going to go to a quarterback anyway. I have the Bills favored by two points. You're going to go low here. Yeah, you did. I said three, and it is three. But it's not enough for me to win. Nine to six, you win. I think that's a fair line because it's a rookie QB in Buffalo mm -hmm. on a Monday night. It's a high-profile game. Good news for the Pats is he's played in some high-profile games. I you think they're it. better. The Bill's 10 days off, right? But Maybe that Thursday was an anomaly. We haven't seen them play like that for sure in a long time since the Chiefs. I think you're looking good here. I hate to say it. I mean, why not There's, that teaser? Why not take plus nine there? I think that's just if you like the Pats, just bet the money line and ride mm. it or take the plus three. All right. It does seem like a good matchup for the Pats because I think they can run on the Bills. The Bills running game, what would you say, average running game? I no, mean, they, they bench Zach. Well, Allen makes it at least average because he can move around. And yeah, do I mean, I'm, I'm looking before Thursday. They had like, they'd get guys with 30 yards. They'd get nothing single. They'd have nothing. Well, they had Zach Moss as the healthy scratch. Right. Heading into uh, the Thanksgiving game where they mm -hmm. were like, this guy was supposed to, the guy was getting, people were spending, what, 23, 24 bucks in fantasy auctions on him. He, he didn't even play. He was healthy. Yeah. Tough one. I think the Pats, <laughs> it's a good one. They take care of business in that one. And unfortunately, the Ravens are playing. Well, what's the other way? Can they, if they lose, and I hate your last two against what the Jets in, in Miami, right? So you're going to be fine. But if you fall a game and a half back, you could still get in there, can't you? Get in AFC East? Yeah. Yeah. Well, because so. they have two games against Buffalo. That's what I mean. It's not a, it's not a must yeah. win. It's exciting. But I hope it's snowing. All right. Uh, let's take a break. We'll do a little parent corner. This episode is supported by State Farm. If you've ever been in an accident and you're okay, but you know what happened, your first reaction is going to be, man, why did that happen? If you ever buy a new house or a new car or a new anything, there's this little rush you get when you're like, I did it. I made it happen. But really, the only words you need to remember are, like a good neighbor, State Farm. 
is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to help choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. This episode of the Bill Simmons Podcast is presented by State Farm. If you ever been in an accident, and you're okay, but you know what happened? Your first reaction is going to be, man, why did that happen? If you ever buy a new house or a new car or a new anything, there's this little rush you get when you're like, I did it. I made it happen. But really, the only words you need to remember are like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm has options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to help choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Learn more at statefarm.com. Today's Parent Corner is brought to you by CarMax. Our friends at CarMax are on a mission to end buyer's remorse with their new Love Your Car Guarantee. They understand a car is a major purchase and it takes time to feel secure about your decision. So CarMax gives you a 24-hour test drive to get to know your car before you buy and after you buy, you're covered with a 30-day money-back guarantee up to 1,500 miles. Learn more at CarMax.com. CarMax, car buying reimagined. All right, Sal, what do you got? All right, so Thanksgiving week, right? It was some, it was great. I mean, you did you tape podcasts in advance? Like you were able to get like four days. It was nice, right? I, I did the same. It's like terrific. It's like easy breezy sitting with the kids. We're at the dinner table. Everyone goes around and you do that thing where you go around and say what you're thankful for, or you just mm. start eating. You do, right? So we do it. My mother usually goes for like 25 minutes and everyone's looking at their watch or phone and then she finally is get done. And then the kids go and my oldest Archie didn't have much to say, whatever, the same old stuff. And then my uh, little one um, had something prepared that he did in school and he read it and he reads uh, something for his mother and his brothers. And for me, I'm thankful for my father because he gets me out of tough situations. And now everyone's like, what the, what is going on here? Is there a <laughs> mafiosa deal going, what, what, <laughs> between these two? Like, so then he's asked to explain. He's like, you know, dad, you know what you did. I'm like, oh, shit. Did I do something that I can't remember that's going to be embarrassing in front of everybody here? And uh, whatever he meant, he ends up coming up with the excuse that I helped him figure out that a quarter and a dime is 35 cents. That was a tough situation for him and Matt. So now it's his chance. So I was like, okay, thank God. Nothing ridiculous. Uh, and his middle brother goes, is a quirky kid. And I told you, he's like all over the, um, all over like uh, minor league hockey teams and um, arena two league, like whatever nobody else likes he's into because he yeah. could put a stamp on it, you know? And he's infatuated with Phoenix. He wants to go live with my friends, Ken and Harry. 52-year-old men, and I always pretend like I think it's an okay idea, and my wife just goes nuts. She's like, are you kidding me? He can't live with that. What are you doing? Um, so when he gets to him, he talks about, <laughs> he's like, thankful for my mother, I'm thankful for my father and my brothers, and I'm thankful for me and Ken and Harry and what we're going to do. We're going to march into Sky Harbor Airport in Phoenix, and we're going to talk to the executive to let them build an arena for the Phoenix Coyotes. I'm like, what the hell is he talking about? <laughs> so apparently there's beef between the coyotes who want to build a new arena near the airport and the airport who says, no, this will fuck up like planes landing and shit. And uh, he wants to go down there and really complain about it. And that, and my, how did he even know Eric, about this? I have no idea. He's like popping up articles on Google and he'll send them to me. And I 
I rarely ever read them because I don't think they're ever going to come back and haunt me. Certainly not at Thanksgiving dinner. And, um, and they do. So there you go. That's what he's thankful for. So this is God's revenge on you is all the enjoyment you've gotten over the yes. years from Ken and Harry. Yeah. Now your son is basically joining their band. That's it. He's, he's going to be the, the third band. member of Ken and Harry. It's like the Beatles documentary. You'll see it. You'll see it uh, someday. He's like, yeah. you got to go to college? No, I'm going to go to Arizona. <laughs> I got Ken and Harry there. Yeah, my kids are weird. Um, I spent a day and a half with my daughter in San Diego for a soccer thing. Nice. And, uh, <clears throat> yeah, it's just different. She's, you know, you, you don't have it with the girls. It's You're not right. the I same. I, 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 everyone says they circle back when they hit like 21, but it's just, is it the just whole so, family or is it just you two? No, it's, I, you know, they just go into their own, it's their own world. There's a whole social thing. And yeah. you're just like the old guy who has money. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to talk about my son. Okay. <laughs> just two small things with my son. One is that he decided today what he wants to name his son when he yeah. has his first son. He came up with a name. Said he told me and Kyle about he wants to name his first son Jacoby Simmons because <laughs> he thinks that would be an amazing, amazing name for an athlete. And then his full name was Jacoby Monroe Simmons. Kyle was a witness. Kyle, come on. Come on here. I like it. It's a nice nod to Grantland, too. Jacoby Simmons. It's well, fun. so yeah. Kyle can attest. I was like, you know, you know a Jacoby, Dave mm -hmm. Jacoby. You remember he used to come over with my daddy's friend to watch his football games? He's like, oh, yeah, and I know a Jacoby. So Jacoby wasn't even responsible for him wanting to name his son Jacoby, oh. which I thought was kind of insulting to the real Jacoby, Dave <laughs> right. Jacoby. Just but yeah, so he's going to name his son Jacoby Monroe Simmons. Kyle, were you okay with that? Yeah, you know, I thought he was going to go with the uh, edgier uh, one with the K in the name, but he just he even spelled it the same way, Jacoby. That's yeah. crazy. And it's so not Jacoby Myers? It's not the Patriot? No, it had nothing to do with Jacoby Myers. He just thought it was a cool name. So yeah. that's going to be my grandson, Jacoby Monroe Simmons, <laughs> if that ever happens. Yeah, but you can't say shit. Then you pick a crazy confirmation name for yourself or something. What'd you do? No. What no, was I, your name? I gave I gave my son the uh the BOS initials. That was my weirdest. No, thing. weren't you like Isaiah something? Wasn't that your I changed my name to Jabal when I was in first grade? Oh, oh all right. Yeah. <laughs> that counts. <laughs> I really like basketball. Um so the other thing is on Instagram, my son has been for some reason he thinks Kanye West is some sort of prophet. And every once mm. in a while his Instagram stories, he posts <laughs> these Kanye West. <laughs> Uh, quotes that he sends off in the universe. The one today, I don't know, it just came up uh, a couple hours ago. If you have the opportunity to play this game of life, you need to appreciate every moment. A lot of people don't appreciate the moment until it's passed. And then he wrote, ye. <laughs> As Kyle can attest, because Kyle spent some time here, my son, I wouldn't call him a cerebral guy. Would you call him a cerebral guy, Kyle? No, that's exactly why I screenshotted this thing and I was going to <laughs> so he should have this, saved it for Thanksgiving. And when he was asked to t tell what he's thankful for, <laughs> he just, just he could have done ye quotes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I think Instagram is just, it allows these people to create these alternate personalities for themselves. And my sure. son's Instagram personality is this cerebral, cool, whatever. Mm -hmm. And, He's really just, I don't want to spoil it for the Instagram followers, but he's a dick. My son is a dick. Kyle, <laughs> would you agree? 
not a cerebral, not cerebral, more, more like a dick. Like Kyle's he'll come in on the spot. <laughs> Kyle's lying on the couch, watching the Pats. My son comes in, jumps on him and tries to punch him in the balls. That's his cerebral <laughs> greeting for his, uh, for his, uh, cousin Kyle. That's well, the funny thing well, is that when he, we did our thankful thing, it was like a list of rappers we'd never heard of. <laughs> yeah. Was it really? Yeah. <laughs> It was uh, it was really something. Well, anyway, listen, the only saving grace is that one day Jacoby Monroe will be a dick to him. <laughs> you know, maybe Jacoby Monroe Simmons can live with Ken, Harry, yeah. and Jack, Jack in Arizona. Yeah. Maybe he could be Phoenix the fourth member. Yeah. Uh, all right, that's, that's it for Parent Corner. Today's Parent Corner is brought to you by CarMax. Like many things in life, you want to know what you're getting yourself into before you commit. It's why people date before getting married. And it's why CarMax has their Love Your Car Guarantee offering a 24-hour test drive so you really get to know your car before you buy. And in case you have commitment issues, CarMax gives you a 30-day money-back guarantee up to 1,500 miles. Learn more at CarMax.com. CarMax, car buying, reimagined. All right, what do you got to plug, Sal? Uh, what do we got? We got Fox Bet Live Monday, Thursday, and Friday this week. Extra Points Podcast Network. Check it out. We'll pick the Monday winners, side total. First touchdown, me and the degenerate trifecta. And I'll have a pick for the Thursday game. Saints and Cowboys, I've lost five in a row now. I don't know what I'm going to do. Five in a row since you did the segment about how well you were doing. Yeah, you're right. You warned me and I didn't listen. Also, we should mention John Carlin. We lost a friend, right? Oh, Um, yeah. Let's let's do that really quick. Go. Yeah, I mean, you know, we lost him from ALS, which is a a motherfucker of a disease, which I I don't want to say I wasn't familiar with, but I had never... I never saw someone progress and degenerate like uh, he did. And what was crazy is I had talked to him like a week ago and his, I don't know if this is a, a common case, but his speech was fine. I mean, he had it for five years, which is a long time. His speech was fine. Everything from the neck down was bad, uh, but his mind was strong and he would book guests for Kimmel and book guests for the extra points podcast network up until like Monday he was doing it and it, it kept him going. But aside from any of that, he was like, one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet and a sports media darling, like anybody who knew him, loved him. And the, the outpour of affection is uh, phenomenal. So uh, we're going to miss John Carlin. <clears throat> I got to work with him the first 18 months at Kimmel. Yeah. And you have these people that you work with and you're like, oh, that he's one of the nicest guys. And well, maybe too many people get thrown in that group, but then there's like, the actual three or four who really are like the nicest mm-hmm. guys. And he was one of like the nicest guys. Like he really was like one of the nicest guys ever. Uncle Frank was too, honestly. Like, yeah, if you're like a sensei and you're only allowed to give out like six black belts for nicest guys, like he'd be yeah. one, right? Like he'd for but sure. But I felt that way about Uncle Frank too. Like uh, Uncle yeah. Frank was, you know, when the couple times when he got mad, it was kind of shocking because right. it was like, oh my God, Uncle Frank's mad. I never saw John Carlin get mad. Right. You, I think you might've seen it maybe once or twice and, <laughs> what, 15 years working for the show, yeah. but he I mean, was just he was... completely beloved. He stuck up for everybody and uh, and he was just an awesome guy and everybody loved him, like literally oh, everybody in sports. And if, and if he'd book a guest for me or me and you or whatever, he then come back and talk about like, hey, they had a great time and you know, like it really, like he'd always follow up and just, uh, just a terrific guy. I mean, you can't really say a single bad thing about him and he'll be missed. The terrible fucking disease. Out. We we helped we did that thing right where we raised money for uh, ALS. It was a couple, I guess, three years ago now, two years ago. Yeah, two years ago. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, well, he was an awesome guy. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I feel, all right. So bad so. we got to end on a downer. Shit. I know. I know. Well, he's worth it though. He's yeah. he was a good man. All right. I'll see you next week. Good job right. by you. Good job by you, buddy.
This episode is brought to you by Burger King, which has the greatest commercial song I think I've ever heard. The ultimate hunger hack has arrived, my friends. BK's Royal Crispy Wraps. Choose from four bold flavors, classic, spicy, honey mustard, and the new, drum roll please, fiery buffalo. Oh yeah, I'm getting that one. They're only, only just $2.99 each because at BK, have it your way, you roll. Try Royal Crispy Wraps at Burger King, $2.99 each. Price and participation vary, U.S. only. This episode is brought to you by Verbo. You know, it is already stressful enough to deal with airports, delayed flights, bad weather. You want your actual where you're staying experience to be perfect, to be lights out. You don't want to have to worry about anything. When you book a vacation rental, you want to know exactly what you're paying ahead of time. The stress of getting hit with unexpected cleaning fees after your stay that can immediately cancel out all the great time you just spent unwinding. Thankfully, when you book with Verbo, you can see the total price upfront. There are no unpleasant surprises and the savings do not stop there, my friends. When you book with Verbo, you earn 2% cash back toward your next vacation through the One Key Rewards program, letting your money do the work for you while you've got your feet up. So while other vacation rentals can feel like a roll of the dice, relax knowing you booked a Verbo. Book your next private vacation rental in the Verbo app. All right, Kevin O'Connor is here. We're going to dabble because it's the holidays. It's my gift to the listeners. We're going to dabble a little hoops into the end of this uh, Sunday pod. Usually it's just me and Sal talking about football. Uh, before we do that, though, KOC, the Pats, it's all lining up. Sal and I just did the Lions for Buffalo next week. This Pats six-game winning streak. Uh, now going to Buffalo, trying to take control of the AFC. Uh, how you feeling? I'm feeling amazing, Bill. I'm feeling amazing. Mac Jones today. I mean, think about rookie quarterbacks across the NFL right now. Mac had some misses. I he was did. watching the game today thinking, man, this is an off game for Mac Jones. But you look at it at the end of the game. He was solid throughout. Didn't make many mistakes. I I'm, a I'm a believer in, in this Patriots team, Bill. The defense is too good. Mac Jones is coming together. Um, feels like there's just a, you know, a big opportunity here in the AFC. Chiefs are still, it's got to have to be the favorite. Chiefs are the ones I'm afraid of. Yes. But yeah. other than that, Patriots really have an opportunity here. Oh, I love seeing the smile on your face, Kelsey. This <laughs> is great. It feels good. The Pats are back. It feels good. All right. So I told you to come up with one NBA trade, and I'm going to come up with one NBA trade, and we're going to throw trades at each other. You know my trade. I don't know your trade. Mm -hmm. The trade, I was watching Detroit and the Lakers tonight uh, on one of the TVs as the football was going, trying to figure out if that would be an interesting Simmons team. Daryl, who knows if it was even true, but Daryl allegedly had that list of 30 players he would trade Simmons for. And I think people think Jeremy Grant might have been on that list. Philly's had him before. Obviously not full value for Simmons. Maybe some other stuff's thrown in there. What's weird is I thought Detroit was way under the cap and I was researching it on Track, and they have $45 million of dead cap money that they're paying out to the likes of Blake Griffin and Corey Joseph <laughs> and DeAndre Jordan. So they actually have to have the salaries somewhat match, which they could do on December 15th. So maybe it's something like Jeremy Grant, one of the contracts they have, they have a couple like $5 million contracts they could throw in and maybe some sort of like protected pick or pick swap with protections for Simmons, something like that. Where if you're Philly, like if you watched Embiid the other night, 
the Minnesota game was incredible. It was also the worst officiated game of the year. But Embiid was just out of control. He's fouling everybody out of Minnesota. <laughs> he was t- sh- just draining 20-footers, long shots. He was bullying guys. I don't want to waste an Embiid year if I'm Philly in a standoff with Simmons and Clutch just because like, I- I'm s- I- at some point I want to get something. I don't want to throw this year away. So okay. if it has to be a Jeremy Grant type player, I'm starting to think about it now. I'm not panicking, but I'm starting to think about it. Does that does that framework of a trade make any sense to you? Yeah, I mean, I, I argued with this kind of concept with Verno a couple of weeks ago. Like Jeremy, he he thinks Jeremy Grant not a good fit, you know, for Philadelphia. I tend to think like if you're gonna settle, something like that makes some sense. But I think you 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 have to know what version of Jeremy Grant you're going to get. You're probably getting the Denver version of Jeremy Grant. You're not getting the guy who was averaging like 25 points per game at the start of last season. Grant is still a guy who's been inefficient off the dribble, low 30% in pull-up twos, high 20% on pull-up threes. He's just not the guy that we saw at the beginning of last season. He's a guy who can do that sometimes, but you're getting him to be a lockdown defender with size, which could replace Ben Simmons, an important part of the team. And somebody who hit spot-up threes at a higher level. He's 38% on spot-up threes in the last four years, going back to his time in Denver. So I like the concept there. But when I think about Philadelphia here, I, I, I am firmly in the camp here that Daryl Morey still should play this out and wait. I, I still don't think that they should settle in this situation. You're 7-3 and three when Joel Embiid is healthy. The team has looked fantastic when Embiid is healthy. Tyrese Maxey is coming along. He has been dynamic. Even coming along couple, is an understatement. Uh, I, I mean, like, I mean, he's Bill. way better. I mean, he's better versus Halliburton. He's oh, yeah. like way ahead of Halliburton now. I don't know what happened to Halliburton this year, but I, I'm stunned by the Maxey anyway. I mean, I Hall- Halliburton you. started off good right away, and he just hasn't gotten any better. Yeah, if he's anything, an he's gone slightly worse. Yeah, um, but but with Maxey, it's the type of thing where even the last three four games. He hasn't shot the ball as well as he did like the 10 games prior to that when he was shooting the lights out from three, getting anywhere he wanted on the court. He's still getting to the basket. He's looking like one of those guys who even if his shot isn't falling, he can still draw fouls, can still get inside the paint, can still make kick out passes or, or dump off passes to guys cutting to the rim. So I feel like for Philadelphia, as long as Embiid's healthy, I'm willing to wait this out with Ben Simmons because I don't think, uh, you know, you mentioned adding some salary like a Sadiq Bay. Or a Kelly Olynyk weren't those the two rumored names uh, weeks or months back? With the well, you know how I feel about Kelly Olynyk. I mean, I, I, I like him as a rotation guy. If they could get him in there, yeah, it'd be yeah. Solid, look, I, but I, I think part of the problem here. I hear what you're saying. Part of the problem is, I think Simmons, his value has been really hurt by how he's handled the last four months. I think teams have real concerns about a bunch of shit now. And what are you trading for? Are you, you're not trading from the guy that even the guy you, that we saw heading into last year's playoffs versus where we are now. What am I getting? Am I getting a guy who wants to play? Am I getting a guy who's having issues? Am I getting a guy who has competitiveness issues? What wait, Am I getting a guy who is actually going to try to improve? Or is it the guy who's been stuck in quicksand in the last three years? And has been basically the same guy for the last three years offensively. Are you, are you going to get LSU Ben Simmons, where suddenly he goes from a defensive player of the year worthy to not trying at all on defense? And being that, unhappy that, or being yeah. unhappy that he's there. So then it becomes like, how many teams would it be happy going to? Like another one. And I don't think Siakam, I don't know what's happened to Siakam the last year and a half, but the on paper, Siakam for Simmons is kind of an interesting trade because it would allow Philly to play. They could use Siakam as like the undersized four with Harris and 
on paper makes sense unless you've watched Toronto and I just don't like the way Siakam's playing. I, I actually would rather have Jeremy Grant than Siakam if I was Simmons. But these are the kind of names I think you're looking at if you're Philly. The so why only trade? Other op- why trade then? So they... Why if, trade why, would why be sell because... Low for a guy who's like 25 years old, all NBA player, was a defensive player of the year candidate, and with Maxi's development, with Seth Curry playing at the level that he is right now, you can plug Ben Simmons into that, and suddenly you have some of those guards who can do some of the stuff on your team, shooting off the dribble, getting to the basket, where you can utilize Ben Simmons yeah, as but a you're, screener. But you're making it seem like Simmons is ever... He's never playing there again, though. He might. He might. Oh, I, d- I don't think there's any chance. I really don't. I think he, it's 0%. I, I, I'm, I still believe there's a chance. Have you, have you gotten inside info that he might play there? I, I believe there's a chance. I believe there's God, a chance. God, I don't see it. I don't think the fans are going to want him back. I think they he don't. burned too many bridges. <laughs> you know how many Sixers fans I've texted? Oh, saying, my God. Hey, hey, would you be open to Ben Simmons coming back? And no. nearly, all, nearly all of them say, hell no. Hell no, they don't want and him And how back. would he handle I don't know if... You know, as a player, like from a confidence standpoint, he'd be able to handle going back there if the reception wasn't bad. I think he could melt down. Well, start him on a West Coast road trip, you know, like those long five, six game West Coast road trips. Start him on that. Have him have a couple of, you know, 28 and five games. And maybe he goes back to Philadelphia and people are feeling a little bit differently. I mean, I know it's unrealistic. I know like, but this happens in relationships. Sometimes people have a, a near breakup. Sometimes it gets really ugly. Sometimes you break up for a long time, but then sometimes you get back together. <laughs> I think together. this was a breakup. <laughs> no, and, this and pro- was, uh, I moved my stuff out of the house. Breakup. <laughs> it, prob- it probably was, Bill. I mean, you're probably right about that. But all I'm saying is that if you're Daryl Morey in this situation here, are you really going to settle for Jeremy Grant and Sadiq Bey? And, I don't. Uh, like a future protected first for a 25-year-old all-NBA guy who's one of the best defensive players in all of basketball. I, I just I just don't think it's worth I don't think that necessarily swings your championship odds more than the slim chance of Simmons coming back. And I know I might look idiotic in the end if his value does drop, if it plummets, but I, I think the, the the reward completely. I think it's out, already plummeted. The risk. I think it's it already have. plummeted. It's too if you made a list of the top forty players in the league, I don't think you could get him for anyone in the top thirty. And I think you have to move down a level and you're looking at the Jeremy Grant, Siakam, those type of guys. That's, that's the list. Like you're, if you're looking at the Celtics, you're not looking at Brown and Tatum. You're looking at Marcus Smart Plus. That's, that's the neighborhood you're shopping in. It's just the reality of the situation. If I'm Philly, the case for me for keeping him isn't that you're hoping he plays with you again. It's the Portland situation because ironically, Maxi has emerged as more of an asset. Right. So the thing you didn't know heading into the season that now, you know, is that Maxi has real trade value now. And yeah, you could make a case. Maxi plus Simmons plus picks could get you Dame Lillard. If Portland right now, <laughs> they're 10 and 10. Pretty uninspiring to watch. I don't think anybody feels like they're anywhere close to being a contender to you. No. It's a weird team where like they have Nurkic and Covington. They do you do you extend those guys? What do you do with them? They don't have any picks. They have one of the craziest front office situations of any team, which is saying something. And if that goes south in any real way, maybe Simmons Maxi becomes a possibility. I, you know, I think we have we know mutual Sixers fans who would be like, we'd take CJ right now. But I don't, if I'm Portland, I wouldn't trade CJ for Ben Simmons. What am I getting? 
Why not? If you're Portland. I mean, you can slide Norman Powell up, give him some more touches. You got Anthony Simons, who's made some progress. You can utilize Ben Simmons in his ideal role as like a, a, a Draymond-style guy with Damian Lillard, if you're Portland. Uh, I, I'd have a lot of interest in something like that. You could play small with Simmons and Covington. We saw how effective that could be for Houston with Covington and Tucker. You'd have elements of that uh, building around Damian Lillard. You, had, you have a handful of wings. You could play different styles. The Nurkic-Simmons front, front court would have some issues there. But to me, like I look around the league. I mean, you know, when, you, when you texted me earlier about trades, like I have a hard time finding Ben Simmons deals that make sense, which speaks to you know the point about where's his value at. What are you going to get if you're Philadelphia? And Portland's the one team I look at, and I'm like, damn, that's perfect. If they could pair Simmons with Damian Lillard, that to me is a type of upside move that doesn't necessarily put them on the level of a Golden State, a Phoenix, a Utah, or even a Clippers if they got Kawhi back for that matter. Never mind the Lakers if they really figure things out. But it at least makes you it makes you different than you've been the last six seven years when it's just been slight variations of what that team is. Ben Simmons can change what that team can do in the half court as an offense. It can change what they are as a defense as an entire unit when you have somebody like him. So if you're Portland, to me, I think doing more of the same with McCollum and Lillard is just not going to get you anywhere. It's going to get you in the play-in bubble. Maybe you get the sixth seed, but you're an early exit in the playoffs. And you get unless you get really well, we agree on that. I just think I just don't know what I'm getting with Ben Simmons. <laughs> like I'm giving up you a don't. real asset, and I'm getting a guy back. Who, what if he just decides day one? I don't like Portland. I, this wasn't on my list. Yeah, no, but you can say that about any team, like San Antonio. I mean, like I, I think that one of the ideas I had was like Dejounte Murray and Thad Young. Does San Antonio really do that right now? With DeJounte Murray developing the way he is right now, he's like a 19, 9 and 9 it. guy, one of the best well, defensive the guards side, in basketball. I don't know. Flip side, you think like Sacramento, well, they wouldn't give up Fox for Simmons. Now you watch Fox, who's the way he's played the last six weeks, and the way that Kings team looks in general. And then you have Maxi. Like, why would Philly want Fox for Simmons? They, the last thing they're going to want is a point guard who might not even be better than the point guard they have. They're, they're going to want somebody who gives them something that they don't have. And right now, what they don't have is a guy like Simmons. So yeah. Siakam on paper would have made sense, except he's not the same guy he was a year and a half, two years ago, I don't think. Yeah, I so think, it's tough. I think it's a guy like Simmons in terms of defensive versatility and all that. But I think it's also just a guy who can generate offense for you. And, and I'm not even sure Simmons returning does that for you in the half court unless you're utilizing him in a screening role. I know I've been obsessed with that for years, but like I think with Maxi and Curry utilizing Simmons as a screener, you can add a little bit of that. But what they really need is somebody who can get into the teeth of the defense besides Maxi, like a DeJounte Murray, somebody Brandon like Ingram? that. I, I just don't like the, side, the Pelican side of it. I don't like the Zion-Simmons fit. Yeah. That, that, that's clunky. That'd be well, fun. That'd be fun to watch. I'd love to watch it, but it'd be a clunky basketball fit if you're building that team out around Zion and you got to convince him to to sign that uh, extension coming up. He'll sign it. Have you seen him? Um, I was watching Godfather <laughs> 2 and Michael Corleone when they were like, we got to kill Hyman Roth and Michael Corleone's like... You, you had time to watch Godfather 2? Oh, <laughs> You're yeah. You're a busy guy, in, Bill. I was in a you hotel a company, room in San Diego. watching a whole Come bunch on. of movies. No, <laughs> I, I, I watch the Godfathers every year. Um, <laughs> and Corleone says about Hyman Roth, like, if history is taught us anything is that you can kill anybody and it's same thing with with nba trades if history has taught us anything 
you could trade anybody except John Wall, it seems like. Um, well, you could make it $45 million. Yeah, you can't trade that. But with the Simmons thing, um, I, I would want to get somebody back that would help me win the title this year. That's why I'm doing the trade. Otherwise, I'm not trading. Because I still have a guy who's one of the seven most important guys in the league and go toe-to-toe with anybody in a series. And I have some other pieces that one other piece, who knows with the with the with the East. Kyrie for Simmons is fine. It'll never happen, but it's a fun trade to talk about. <laughs> that, but a, I was thinking that a, would be That's a good two K trade. I'd love to watch that. <laughs> well, because you think like Ben would just be in like what Blake was like last year before before uh, he hit the twilight of his career this year. But the way they were using him when he was rejuvenated Blake last year, Simmons is like the way better version of that. Never happened. All right. What was your what's your trade? Um, so this is kind of a half-baked idea, but I, I'm kind of sick and tired of the Sabonis-Turner fit in Indiana. So I'm, I'm thinking too. about how, how, how are we going to flip one of these guys? Yeah. And I mean, whether it's Turner or whether Sabonis, I'm open to either. But I'm thinking about like Sabonis-Siakam type of swap here. Oh. Toronto could use some type of traditional big in their rotation. And, and I'd be very intrigued with Sabonis surrounded by all of their defensive versatility. Sabonis on a team with guys like OG Ananobi, Scotty Barnes, Precious Achua, like that, that gets me pretty excited about something like that. If you're the Raptors and for Indiana, you put Miles Turner at the five, you're riding him as your defensive anchor, shooting threes for you. Maybe Siakam fixes himself there. Maybe he gets back to his prior levels on the defensive end of the floor. You get some more wing versatility. I think this is the type of deal that could help both teams. And, and there's not a lot of deals out there this season. I mean, at least right now, when I look around the league that I expect to happen, this could, this seems like it's brewing to be like a quiet deadline. I mean, it's so early right now. It's not even December. Things yeah. can change, but I just don't foresee a, a ton of like big star action, which is why I'm thinking about the Sabonis Siakam level players. What so do you you're think thinking about that, like though? Sabonis? Justin Holiday for Siakam. Yeah, something Does like that. Does that work that, under the know. cap? It's a Sabonis, Sabonis and a salary filler. Like a Jeremy Lamb type would have to go in. A Jeremy like Lamb. That. Yeah, I something think, like that. I think Sabonis is more of an asset than Siakam. And I think you can make a case. If I was a GM, I'd be trying to trade for Sabonis. And I keep thinking about him with the Warriors. Mm. And whether... I don't think the Warriors will mess with anything they have and they're in a perfect situation. But if they decided to cash in the Wiseman chip for mm. a, a big guy who fits in from a hoops IQ kind of add something standpoint. Yeah. Sabonis or Turner, both of those guys in different ways would be really fun for them. Um, I also think for the Celtics, he'd be somebody who solved a lot of problems for them. I, I might value him a lot higher than other people, but to me, it's like, I'd have to get like Toronto's pick in that trade if I'm trading Sabonis. Oh, yeah. I need like Siakam, and I need like a top three protected first. And then I'll have the conversation. I, I'm I'm intrigued. I hadn't thought about the Warriors before this pod, Bill. But that because like I think the people talk about Ben Simmons for the Warriors. That's never. really tough. It'll never really, happen. And it's really tough to make that happen because you have to include Wiggins. And I know Wiggins isn't, you know, no a star name, but, but he's really important to that team. Yeah, he is. He's one, he's one of the better wing defenders in all of basketball. They're not doing anything. They're 18, yeah. 19 and two, whatever they're right. They're not messing but, with this team. May, the Warriors maybe don't, but doesn't it? Doesn't this feel like a year though with no? I think the Warriors are the clear favorite, in my opinion. They are the yep. they are the clear favorite. But for a lot of these other teams around the league, including Golden State, because it is relatively wide open, 
this is the type of year, though, where if you're going to cash in some chips, you can increase your odds significantly to get into that championship race or to really elevate your odds over the top of everybody else. So if you are Golden State, you say they won't change it up. But if you're getting a Sabonis who you could integrate in easily, high IQ player, somebody who can pass the ball, somebody who you know knows how to play the game, he fits that Warrior style as a big. Maybe you do cash in Wiseman and, and Kaminga and then one other salary to make a deal like I, that work. I'm not trading Kaminga. Not trading Kaminga? He's untouchable. Yeah. Untouchable. I can't believe I'm saying Com- that, but... Totally untouchable. Like, untouchable. Not, no, I, not... In a, in for the Sabonis level guy, I'm not bringing him out. He's he's staying in the behind the uh, in the glass case. From the little stuff we've seen already from him, with the defensive bill, oh my god, the defensive ceiling. I am not trading that dude because we knew about the other stuff, but we did not. I wasn't properly prepared for the defensive possibilities with him. Whereas Wiseman, if they could turn Wiseman into Miles Turner. Or Sabonis. And there's other stuff in there. And that's just, they're just upgrading that. And they're being like, all right, as much as we love Wiseman, like this could actually lock down the title if we got one of those two guys. I still think that makes the most sense. Kaminga has had some outrageous defensive possessions. They can't trade him. You can't. You can't trade him. And by the way, we both, we, we, I thought they should take in Wagner. Who'd you think they should have taken? Yeah, Wagner. I like Wagner for them. Who I still think he would have been a nice pick for them, but the Kaminga thing, holy shit, the two-way I mean, Kim- possibilities with him. Yeah, Kaminga's upside is is ludicrous as long as he yeah. figures out the scoring side. I mean, I mean, like right now they're using him as a big man. It's really interesting how they're using Kaminga. He's not doing much on the perimeter. He's basically like a small big for them, a six foot eight big man, just doing everything on the interior, finishing inside, not doing a lot on the perimeter, handling the ball. Um, but he's yeah, kind his, of a he's kind of a playoff wrinkle for them. Where sometimes you'll see these rookies where you're like, wow, they're throwing this guy in here. This is this is kind of a pivotal moment. I can't believe they're playing him. But I think we will see him in playoff series because of his defense. Maybe, maybe. I mean, they have so many guys that can turn to. You can turn to Toscano Anderson if you want to. But no, I mean, they can't. They, they I mean, this speaks to the amount of options that they have that you might not even need to turn to your lottery pick because you have so many players on that roster that are good. They're so deep. They're so deep. But I, I, I'm into that. I'm into that for Golden State. I, I understand keeping Kaminga. Uh, but if you're Indiana, are you really doing it for just Wiseman and like Moody and one of, and, and Looney or something like that? I don't, well, I don't think know about it. They that. couldn't give away Turner a year ago. If you could turn Turner to Wiseman, you were probably doing that, right? I think Turner, I would love to see him on it. I'm with you. I watch that team. I get frustrated. They have these two guys that we've seen this for long enough. Both of them are assets. They shouldn't be on the same team. I would trade one of them. All right, this is fun. So you're the mismatch. When are you doing the mismatch with Bruno? Tuesday morning? Tuesday and Friday morning. All right, and you got the void as well, and we can read you on theringer.com. Good to see you, KOC. Go Pats. Go Pats. Thanks to Sal. Thanks to KOC. This podcast was produced by Kyle Creighton. I will see you on this feed on Tuesday night, and we have new rewatchables coming on Wednesday night as well. It's not going to be running tomorrow night. It's going to be running on Wednesday night. See you then.